0: Captain's log, Stardate seven six five six eight point three. The USS Vigilant is providing support to the USS Luna. The crew is filled with excitement. Many of whom think of the legendary Captain Riker while traversing this sector of space. Collectively, they feel they are experiencing the best of both worlds: exploration and aid. This episode of These Are The Voyages is dedicated to Captain William T. Riker. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of These Are The Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney. And joining me once again for our Riker Maneuver thingy I got nothing. The captain of the Titan, the number one, my number one, the person formerly known as the Deriver, Commander Eric. How the heck are you, my dude?
1: I'm doing really good, Chase. How are you, my friend?
0: Dude, it's been a minute since I've seen your crazy face. Three that weeks. It's
1: been like two or three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good seeing you, good seeing you in person up there, up there in...
0: The DFW area. That's right. You were here at Lone Star Station not too terribly long ago, and um, people out there in Listenerland, I got I got to give the commander props, you know, for something. You know, he went to Starfleet Academy. He did the science thing. You know, he's our science officer slash first officer here on the podcast. But did you know that he is also a fire marshal? He is well adept. At putting fires out <laughs> yeah that was that was that was
1: fun cuz like Chase was out there he had his bonfire going and a gust of wind just <laughs> came in really quick and man that fire got out of control and and yeah Boy, I grabbed that it. fire extinguisher while Chase ran for his hose and we put that out after it caught your lawn on fire Oh my gosh! Michelle came out there and she was like, "My lawn."
0: <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically. She didn't
1: care yeah. that like there was a fire. All she her lawn.
0: She was exactly. Like, what am I gonna do with my lawn? It'll come back greener. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, that was fun. Yeah, we uh we had our. Um, our annual gathering here, um, here at the house. Um, when it's not being called Lone Star Station, it's being called the Golden Hall. And um, yeah, it was, it was great seeing you and, and David and all the other uh, friends that uh, came down to to hang out for the day and and do Texas stiff. Texas stiff. So, yeah, it was fun.
1: You got to see David again, right? Got to sure. meet meet his fiance, right? We all we're like. You know, all of us we're getting to meet each other's families now, and that's real fun. Cause like, For sure. you know, a year ago when I came up there, David and I were single. Right now, life life has changed a lot in the since the last year.
0: Right, warp speed, baby, warp right. speed, definitely. Yeah,
1: man, can yeah. you believe it though? Like, my wedding is coming up really soon. Right, it will be here. Like. Before you know it, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm super excited too. I'm excited, you know, to get married. I'm excited to have you, my friend, there,
0: Chase and David, yeah, I mean, and
1: everybody,
0: you know, to celebrate with me. Yeah, I'm, to it. I'm. I'm really excited. And one thing that um, I enjoyed, you know, um, hearing, I think you and my wife kind of. Debate was like, who's known who longer? <laughs>
1: yeah, debate. I I assumed I was the answer to that question, right? Like, <laughs> sure, like sure. especially like last year when we had like you know there's more people there last year. It's like I'm pretty sure I've known Chase twice as long as everybody in this room. Hold <laughs> it, right? I mean, right. like I said, they're like, how long have you known him? Twenty years? Oh, well, that's pretty long, but apparently the, Michelle's
0: known you longer. Yeah, she she's got you beat by just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's gonna be pretty cool, you know, like there's not too many people that I can say like I've known this long, right? Mm, like even yeah. like a few others. Um that I, I can still call like an actual friend, like someone I could actually like call or text or, you know, do something with, you know. Definitely. It's a little yeah. challenging, you know, with you being like four or five-ish hours away, but still, yeah. like, doing this, like, we're still in regular contact doing, doing life together for the most part, so it's really cool having, like, that full-circle moment where we met basically as, like, freshmen in high school, and now here we are, like, meeting each other's spouses and just getting old, doing old yeah. people things together. Doing old people things together, that's yeah. right.
1: Yeah. <sighs> you know, where do the years go? You know, the years start coming, and they don't stop coming.
0: Let's go. Bring <laughs> it. We were So the other day, we were actually watching Shrek, and I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Just hearing All-Star, and then hearing um, I'm a believer there at the end, I was like, I'm in heaven right now. I'm in, like, <laughs> 90s kid heaven right now. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff from back in the day. Do you know that Steve Harwell is no longer the frontman for Smash Mouth? Really? Yeah.
1: Cause I know their the guitar player. I don't know his name. Who was also like the primary songwriter. He left
0: several years ago. There's only one original band member left, and I think he's either the, I think he's the bassist. Okay. But, um, but yeah, like about a year, ish ago, I want to say maybe close to two years ago by now. Um, yeah, like they had um Steve Hartwell step down as the, the front man and um, they have this other guy who does a pretty decent like Steve Harwell sounding voice which is great but okay. it's it's not Steve Harwell stop the so stop no. the back in the day um, I don't know if you ever knew this about me but like there would be like people that would like you know like but, you know, that would just say like you know you, you look like Steve Harwell because like at the time like I only had like a little soul patch kind of thing going on soul patch yeah like I had like this this kind of thing going on I didn't have like the other stuff and um and I think my hair was like a little shorter too so like I kind of had like a Steve Harwell kind of vibe I would get that and Elvis were like my two like celebrity comparisons the most I've never really seen the Elvis thing but I'm like whatever man I, I don't see the Elvis no no but I'm like whatever okay cool go with it who have been your like celebrity comparisons like you look like I, I honestly i don't think i really ever get many celebrity
1: comparisons and i don't i don't honestly think i look like anybody you look like eric yeah I'm talking about celebrities <laughs> like i am not a celebrity
0: what about like if you put like a little fedora on like you like doing like the whole heisenberg thing
1: i i've done that for for halloween right i have the it's not a fedora it's called a pork pie hat my bad right and then i put on the the sunglasses and i shave down to just the goatee right Mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. i've definitely done that for halloween people are like yeah. he's here that's him <laughs> <laughs> What I wanted to do is I wanted to like walk into like the chemistry teacher's classroom dressed like that, right? Oh, shoot. You know, I'm the math teacher, right? And you know, but we could never work it out.
0: <laughs> oh man. Man, oh man. Well I guess, um like you know, we've been talking about like you getting married, like you becoming an honest man here pretty soon, but um it's been three weeks basically since you and I got to <coughs> hang out and chat like what have you been up to like what's life been been doing you know i
1: came home i came home from your party and i got i was sick i was sick for like a good solid week um uh better now definitely better i was i was out from work i was that's too sick to go in um but you know other than that we have been doing wedding planning right i uh you know i bought my i bought my tux i'm buying i'm gonna buy it because i want it we're gonna like we're gonna keep our our outfits and try to you know hold on to them for a while and put them on occasionally from from time to time um uh we 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 have our guest list basically finalized our guest list um we made a seating chart we've been talking with the you know the the restaurant for the reception we made a seating chart um we're getting all the final details at the chapel right worked out you know flower arrangements you know all that good stuff uh you there's a lot of stuff that goes into the wedding planning that you don't really think of
0: that's that's (laughs) a true statement right there
1: (laughs) Uh, well done uh and you know we uh we went we went ring
0: shopping this past weekend yeah, All I right. saw you, like, in front of, like, a diamond store. Or yeah, or something. Uh, like, because
1: like, I, I originally, you know, you know, just, I didn't get, I didn't buy the forever ring originally, because I, you know, I just wasn't in the best financial place at the time when I wanted to ask Raquel to marry me, so we we went, we were just supposed to go find the right size, because the ring I got her wasn't quite the right size, and the ring I have isn't quite the right size. So we're like, we're just going to go to a jewelry store and we're going to get our ring sized, right? Get our fingers, like find out what size we wear, which turned into, hey, while we're here, why don't we look at the displays, right? Why don't we see of what course. they have? Right? Of
0: course.
1: Uh, hey, can I try one of them on and see what it looks like? And, you know, <laughs> it, it turned into, uh, you know, we found the perfect forever ring.
0: Mm-hmm. Right,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's special.
0: Very good, very good. Yeah, now, did, I'm, I know. I'll see it whenever I'm there at the thing. But like, are you getting like an is it like an extra band or is it like an enhancer?
1: For uh, so, I, so I so it's like it's something to replace what she actually what she already has now. So it's a it's a set uh, like a, the engage like the engagement ring, the one with the big diamond, and then it has a matching band. To go with okay. it, yeah. Right, so it's it's a whole new set, right? And they yeah. have to make the. They didn't actually have the wedding band part made, so they had to they have to make that custom Gotcha. to match perfectly the ring.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. The what what I did for um for my wife was uh, we got the I got her engagement ring right, and then um I think it was either just before or right after I proposed. I've got um, an enhancer, so mm-hmm. like the enhancer is basically like um, uh, like it's an open kind of thing, like it's a ring, but like the like there's like um, uh, like an open gap where you like set the in, the engagement ring in the middle of it, and on either side of it is basically like ice, basically, hmm. and it's soldered all together, so it becomes a new ring.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So. Never so yeah, heard of like,
1: that. But that's interesting.
0: yeah, so it's called an enhancer. You put the engagement ring inside the wedding band and it becomes a new ring, basically.
1: okay. and then there's like right.
0: there's like sets that you can buy, right? Like like you can just like buy like think the like a case like a like a ring box with like your engagement ring and the wedding band and you put the wedding band on first and then the engagement ring if you want to wear them separately or you just get them soldered together. So
1: okay, that's, that's like a million neat.
0: different ways you can do a wedding ring. It's all good.
1: Yeah, that's neat. Cool. But, you know, we did that. And, and like, <clears throat> you know, uh, I don't know. Valentine's Day is coming up, right? I don't know how big Valentine's Day is in your household. Uh, you know, but, like, Raquel is one of those people that when they when she buys you a gift, she can't wait to give it to you. Right, and I know Chase. You said your wife is like that too. She can't be. She's gotten a lot better. I will say that. It's like as soon as she buys something, she's like, "I just want to tell you what it is. I just want to give it to you." Like, well, wait. You can wait. Like, it's like two weeks. Just wait. Back the truck. It's like it's okay. I will. I will still love it when you give it to me on the date. You don't have to like give it to me right away. She's like, "No, I have to give it to you. I just have to show you." Yeah. And so like it came (laughs) in. and she got me these cool shirts. I'm wearing one of them right now. They're like the Star Trek with the cats though. So it's I like love the it. cats in the, in like the uniforms and at the at the stations, yeah. right? So there's two of them like that. I'm wearing one right now. Um, and then like she showed me a picture that she got that somebody gave her some pointers on exactly like what to do chase
0: who could it be (laughs) eric
1: (laughs) no she's like she's like i talked to chase to help me out because i was getting this picture and i wanted to make sure it was perfect because i didn't really know what i was doing so chase really helped me out and made sure i made all the right choices
0: look i didn't say anything about right choices like I was like, what are you doing? Like are you like what what rank are you gonna give? And she didn't know what the ranks were, so I sent her like a little graphic of like the different the rank structure, right? And I was like, red means this, gold means that, blue means this and I just left her to her own devices.
1: Okay, alright. I appreciate it, right? She like turned us into like lower decks characters in that style of animation, me and her with, with
0: her cat. With her
1: her dog and my cat
0: she did it's a really
1: neat picture
0: i'm glad you told me because she did show me like the picture that she was going to be giving you um and i noticed that she made herself the captain and you the commander (laughs) she she did yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep oh that was that was good that was good
1: no no i appreciate you like helping her out but it's like really you you talked to chase and asked him it's like yeah
0: yeah (laughs) She sure did. <laughs> she sure did. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, like, with uh, with Valentine's Day, like, we try not to make it too big of a deal. Like, the main thing we do is, like, we just want to have a nice meal together and then just do something of quality together, like, just quality time together, like, whether that's, like, dancing or, I don't know, talking by the fire when our lawn is not on fire type of thing. You know, just something. Just like us getting away, just having, like, quality time together and, like, a nice meal. That's really all we do. We don't go too crazy with gifts because basically right after Christmas. I mean, and and it's, it's also, like, right before my birthday, too. Exactly. You know, and exactly. it's going
1: to be right before our anniversary, right? It's too much stuff in, like, a
0: short period of time. Yeah, yeah. But I did... Um, I did get her uh, two things this year, um, one of which I've already gave her because it just made sense to already give her. Um, we were at the um, uh, the actually the uh, day after you went home from the party, uh, David and um, his fiance uh, were were with us. We went to the Fort Worth Stock Show and like we we're like walking around like looking at stuff and um, towards the end michelle finds this like belt like this belt buckle that she really wanted and we look at the price tag we're like "Woo, the devil is a liar i don't think so (laughs) i don't think so and like i'm like i bet i could find this online i bet i could find the same thing for a lot less and you know i did i typed in like the most basic like amazon search and eric i kid you not dude i kid you not i found literally the same belt buckle and belt that was on display for over half of what was there and it was like i swear they just charged an extra 30 bucks because it had ariat on like the holder mm. i swear like it was like a 70 dollar belt i'm like no. The no. devil is a liar. You don't need that for $70. No, you do not. <laughs> no. So I found it on Amazon. I got it for like 20, 30 bucks. I'm like, "Let's go." Let's go. So, so yeah, it was a <clears throat> it was a, a uh, like sparkly, nice-looking, like not over the top, but like just it's really nice like belt buckle and like leather belt and stuff and um Anyways, I gave it to her like the day before, like she went to the office because they were having like, um, I think, a Western day or a rodeo day or something at the office. Okay. So yeah, like I said, it just made sense. Like why wait till February 14th when she can get use out of it now? And then she's like, this is the most comfortable belt I've ever had. Like she's never worn a belt buckle before. She's like, this is so easy to use. I'm like, I know. I know. That's why when I was in Scouts, once I discovered belt buckles, I never went back. <laughs> so, oh, anyway. Well, is is your fiance telling us it's time to stop the jibber jabber?
1: No, no. I just texted her for, from the other room. I wanted to ask her a question.
0: <laughs> I feel like we've. I mean, we've been doing our our Barry Jensen Lodge meeting for a while. So, good uh, talk though, good talk Yeah, good talk, good good talk, catching up and everything um, Shall we talk Trek? Let's do it Let's do it Alright everyone, well welcome to the show Welcome to the show We are going into, um, this isn't really spoilerific territory But we are going to finally transition and talk about our number one The legendary William T. Riker In this definitive Riker episode So yeah, man, we're here. We're <laughs> like, oh, here. Guys, look, Eric, people three are- Three years Land. ago,
1: three years ago, that like, I, I had know. this idea, hey, to kick off the premiere of Star Trek Picard, a new series, let's do the best of Picard or definitive Picard, whatever. What do you need to know to- you can't watch the entire series? Pick a few episodes. Watch these. You'll be all set for Star Trek Picard. And that turned into hey let's do all the captains took us a while to get there but we got there last year we got through we got through them all we just did archer not too long ago that's right and now here we are here we are
0: first officers that's right and and i think what i i even said to you not too long ago is like hey we got the next gen crew back together for this upcoming season and it looks like Riker's going to be like doing a lot of stuff. So let's start off with Riker. Yeah, makes sense. Which we started out with Picard last time, so I think we're going to end up doing probably Riker, Spock, and then so on and so forth, depending yeah. on how we're feeling, I suppose. Yeah. But hopefully it won't take us another three years. <laughs> hopefully we, yeah, it won't officers. take us three years to get through the first <laughs> officers. Goodness. I mean,
1: we did... Th- three of the captains in the in 2022, right? We did.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That was Hey, we I... recorded the Kirk episode at your dining room table, I believe. We did. We did.
0: Yeah. That yeah. would have been 20 what was that? 20? Late 2020, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, like December 2020.
0: Whew, yeah, that was a long time ago. Man. God. Man. Well, there we go, there we go, there we go. And I remember you're like, "Where do I look? Do I look at the camera? Do I look at you?" Oh man. Okay. Well, just like we we started off with um, uh, with Picard and like move through all the captains, we're gonna eventually get through all of them. And uh, we are feeling quite ambitious. And um, I think the plan is to get through all of them this year in 2023. Um, Fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed, um, type of thing. So, um, Riker, William T. Riker, first officer to uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the 1701 D Enterprise. Um, this guy, there's there's a lot to be said about him. Um, there's a lot of episodes where he ends up taking front and center throughout the seven season run of uh, Next Gen. We are not gonna get through all of them by any means. Only a short list. But um, kicking this off, um, Riker has a a very, very soft spot um, in my heart, mainly because I have a a similar-ish build to him. I have facial hair, so he's really easy to cosplay. And um, I just generally like Jonathan Frakes as a person and as an actor. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's like a pretty softball starting point.
1: Yeah, I I mean, you know... Riker's a great character. Um, along Along with Picard, he's the only person to appear in every episode of The Next Generation. It's just those two of them. In the opening credits, it says starring Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard, starring William, you know, Jonathan Frakes as Will Riker, and then everybody else is also starring. Right? So he's he's top billing right up there with our captain.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Did you know that um, Jonathan Frakes was also uh, Captain America? What do you mean? He was also Captain America. I did not know that. Yeah. He was actually hired by Stanley to um, uh, dress up, I believe it was in the, <clears throat> it had to been the 70s, um, f- for official Marvel functions throughout the country, um, and he would dress up as Captain America. So he is, he can technically call himself Captain America, which is kind of cool. cool. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I mean, apart from like his next gen stuff. I mean, we had the what the North, uh, the North and South um, series, like his uh, the Civil War series, I believe, um, that he starred in, among other things.
1: I mean, yeah. I honestly, I don't really know him as as much else as an actor. Like this is this is like really the only place that I know him. I know mean, I'm sure you see him. Pop up as a guest spot here. I, there's a he was on an episode of Criminal Minds. Yeah, um, he played some kind of psychiatrist. I have can't tell you anything about that episode, but I know he was,
0: I know he was in it. And also Gargoyles. He was in. Um, he did voice acting in the uh, '90s cartoon show Gargoyles, <coughs> um, uh-huh. as well as um, um, hosting. Uh, what was it? Uh, Factor Fiction. The uh, Beyond belief, or something like that. I think, like he was. One yeah, of, like, the, yeah. Never uh, happened. Final. Didn't happen, right? <laughs> nope. Like, there's that clip.
1: Nope. nope, didn't happen. That's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What I really, what I really know him for, outside of like playing Will Riker, is is being a director, right? Exactly. And he mm-hmm. is he's a pretty pretty good director. Like he has he has a great like like a simple eye, you know? Like nothing too nothing he's not going to be a flashy director, but they call him two take freaks cuz he gets he, he doesn't do a lot of shooting and he's he's on time, he's under budget, and he he just has a feel and an understanding of the material. And you look at some of the episodes that he directed, like The Offspring, which was his first or, one. Which was his first one or yeah. The Drum the Drumhead, right? Cause and effect, the Kelsey Grammer episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, he directed Sub Rosa, right? We're not going to talk about that.
0: <laughs> I assure you, we're not going to talk about that.
1: I mean, I mean, you go to D Space Nine. He directed the search in D Space Nine. He directed Past Tense Part Two, not Part One, right? Directed a couple of Voyager episodes, uh, you know. Yeah, decent Voyager episodes, but then directed First Contact, directed Insurrection. For some reason, they did, I, I don't think they offered him the job of directing Nemesis, which did, I don't know, he directed the, the Insurrection and First Contact. Why not direct the next one? Right, right. Uh, you know, Perhaps. and then, you know, you, you see his name pop up directed by Jonathan Frakes and in other TV shows throughout the Throughout the years.
0: Right, right. So why I'm gonna put po- I'm gonna pose this to my number one. Why, I mean, apart from like, you know, we did all the captains, but why even do a definitive Riker, like, why do a best of, like, what's the point of even spending time looking to this particular character and doing a well, study of him?
1: I think if you look at Riker this is a man who like you say oh he's just the first officer but like this is a man who who he is a captain in in everything but rank only right like he is he has that ability to just turn it on and like be in charge take take command of a situation um just knows the right thing to do right has a has a a great moral high high ground, the character is just great moral character. But then he's also fun. Like, you know, so a lot you know, we're not into Deep Space Nine being like off duty a lot as much as they are there. But we get to see he's got a charisma to him and he's got this this gravitas. Like if people just enjoy people you can tell in universe, people really enjoy being around Will Riker. And and he's he's just a fantastic character.
0: 100%. And I think the... I I think another thing to kind of add is that... The character of Riker was, in a way, supposed to be like a continuation of Kirk in The next, Next Generation so I think one thing that is worth that's something that's worth considering um, especially for people that um, aren't familiar with like next gen or especially with original series um, that came out in the 60s is that if you, if you get this glimpse of, of Riker um, and knowing that it's supposed to be some degree of a continuation or um, an imprint or whatever you want to call the thing of, of kirk in the 80s and 90s that might be like a foot in the door so to speak for um being more open to to watch the older stuff so to speak it may, may be one way of like kind of looking at it or considering it so to speak but um but not only that but i mean the riker and troy characters i know this is a riker episode or a riker yeah this podcast episode is about riker but the Riker Deanna dynamic was originally supposed to be like Star Trek phase two, which ended up being the motion picture, which is where we had like the um, Decker and Ilea characters. Like those are like the parallels, like those are like the clones, so to speak. So like this has been good. like the Riker Troy thing, The sorry, the Riker Deanna thing, whatever, has been there for a long time long time we were supposed to have those characters back in like the early to mid 70s with star trek phase two um which was like the planned um spin-off at the time when there was like clamor for more star trek on tv back then which we ended up getting like the motion picture which gave us wrath of khan and the rebirth and all the other stuff which led to next gen onward which i'm very thankful for Um, i don't know if you knew that at all eric I. Look. I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Or is that nationwide? That's farmers. We're just going to go with it. It's fine. <laughs> so. Um, anything. Any other, like, comments or preamble that we want to do before we get into um, episode stuff? Okay. So. <clears throat> People in listener land, um, whether this is your first time, uh, listening to one of these like definitive lists or not, um, per the huge, whenever we do, uh, rankings or these kinds of lists, Eric and I do not talk about what is on whose list. We kind of expect there's probably going to be some overlap, (laughs) but not complete overlap. Um, there's probably some expectation that there's going to be like the obvious ones, Maybe not. There's going to be some surprise ones too. I think the only thing we ever talk about pre show is just the number. How many do you have on your list? So we can kind of attempt to structure how we bounce back and forth. But that's that right. is it. Right, Eric? Yeah,
1: that, that's correct.
0: Yes. So um, I'm going to do, we're going to do our best to go um, in chronological order. I do not have mine ranked. Um, as like best to worst or worst to best or anything like that so we're gonna just do our best to go in chronological order because look we got Picard season three which is going to be here very soon uh, middle of February February uh, 16th um, which will be here before you know it so by the time you hear this that'll be nine days away so you'll have nine days to potentially watch these I don't know probably 12 13 14 episodes that we recommend that you check out maybe so um so here we go we're gonna we're gonna get after it we're gonna talk about riker and what we think are some key moments for you to to check out a a riker character story leading into season three of star trek regard that's right do we just want to dispense with the fact that he shows up in best in um in um um encounter at farpoint yeah he's there okay i mean he's there it's it's, it it it's not really a riker episode but he does show up there i mean that's that's where everything (laughs) starts for everyone so that's the origin story for everyone basically Mm -hmm. so encounter at farpoint the pilot for next gen it's not on my list i'm just not on my list no it's it's but it's there because it's it's the pilot so Mm -hmm. there you go he looks he's baby-faced he doesn't have a beard (laughs) Babyface Riker baby Well I mean he doesn't
1: have the beard, right? No.
0: Right. Alright, man. Well, why don't you go ahead and kick us off in earnest?
1: Okay, well, I'm I'm trying to think, like, uh There's really nothing from season one that stands out to me, you know, as like a big Riker moment. Um so I'm going to jump into season two, and it is an episode called A Matter of Honor.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. I So basically <clears throat> what happens is there's an officer exchange program, right? And so Riker volunteers to go be the first officer on a Klingon ship. So, like, different cultures can can see the way – each other operates and runs their ship and gets a better understanding. And um, it's actually the... This episode is actually the the impetus for, like, a, a story arc that will continue in Season 3 and later on into Season 4. Um, this is a really good arc. You don't think about arcs, really, in The Next Generation, but it's there. And I, I just think this is, this is one of, like, the the best of like the earlier episodes like we uh, season one and season two often get maligned but I think this I would hold this up as one of the best episodes from the first two seasons
0: okay all right Mm -hmm. so and and okay go ahead go ahead ahead. no go finish your
1: thought I was just gonna say and the reason why like I picked it as one of these best of Riker episodes is because I love seeing Riker you know, take charge, take command, right? It's always great to see him in the captain's seat or lead a mission and really take command and take charge. And, and I love his attitude this entire episode. He's like, when Picard is suggesting it, Riker's like, I wouldn't mind the assignment. Picard's like, why? He's like, cause no one's ever done it before. And you can see he's just, he's excited to do it. And then he gets over to the Klingon ship and the Klingon captain is like, where are your loyalties? And, he, and he's like, he's like, I will obey your orders. I will serve this ship as first officer. Hey, and in an attack on the Enterprise, if we have to, I will die with this crew, right? And so you see, like, hey, he's all in. He's committed there. And then, like, at one point, he gets into an argument with the Klingon captain. And he's like, I'm not, I, I have an oath of loyalty to Starfleet and an oath of loyalty to you to me those two things are not in conflict and I will not betray the Enterprise and the Klingon captain's like, if you did, I would have killed you right where you stood. And so, like, he's standing up to the Klingon captain but you can see, you can, you get the feeling that he really would you know, go into battle with them. And then eventually there's a cool thing where he like becomes the captain of the Klingon ship and and I just really enjoy seeing that
0: yeah
1: yeah okay and then like there's another great epi- great part of this episode where like they're in the mess hall right or the klingon mess hall and one of like the klingon females is looking at him he's like you're not very attractive but i'll have you <laughs> <laughs> and then and and the one of the klingon officers is like um they're wondering if you could handle them and he goes one or both so he's still got that like that charisma and sort of that ladies man charm there and like he bonds with all those officers and they get a good chuckle out of that and I I think it's a great Riker moment for sure
0: was this on your list um I had considered it but no it wasn't okay alright this was dude you have no idea how hard this was for me okay you have an idea you. you probably have an idea but um I'm going to probably throw some curveballs at you that you are not expecting at all. Okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm ready for it. So here's here's the first curveball. And I think I would mentioned maybe pre-show or maybe th- the start of the show that um, I have some um, episodes that are together that maybe shouldn't be together, but they kind of are type of thing. But they're like that through line that you were talking about, like with arcs, I suppose. Okay. Uh, where you don't get the payoff till a little bit later. So here's curveball number one for you. I'm in season one with this okay.
1: one. Okay. <clears>
0: okay. <throat> We're going to the binars. Okay. So one, one, zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one.
1: <laughs> All right. What number is that?
0: One, I think, right? Well,
1: convert binary to, to, ba- to decimal. Okay. All right. Explain this
0: episode. Okay. So, in this particular episode, we have um, the binars, like this this um, alien species. They're called the binars, and they work together. They're always in pairs, basically. And there's work that's essentially being done um, on like the ship's computer uh, with like upgrades and stuff. But the thing, in, the, the Enterprise, ends up getting like hijacked, basically. Um, but Riker is there. He's on the holodeck, just kind of hanging out. And um, he's kind of playing around with it. And this is still early on where we're like learning about like the, the holodeck for the most part. I mean, it's like mid-ish season one. Um, but this is where um, he's in a jazz club and he's like trying to find a companion, um, Minuet. He ends up creating this hyper-realistic uh, female companion. And it has, like, all the trappings of quintessential Riker, as far as I'm concerned. Jonathan Frakes and William Riker both play the trombone. They both love jazz. And this right here is just pure Riker. Because he's, like, surrounded by all these things, including a beautiful woman that he falls over that, like, just can go toe-to-toe with him. Um, Unlike some other... Women throughout the series that maybe don't like this is just such a beautiful um, episode. I think uh, when it comes to like like, uh, like the beginnings of a character study on him, as far as I'm concerned, um, and it's it had such it left such an indelible mark on Riker that um, it comes back to kind of haunt him later on in, uh, what was it, Future Imperfect, which is in season four. Mm-hmm. Where we see the Minuet character come up again in this false reality. And Riker only knows that it's false because Minuet shows up as him and him having a child with her, more or less. Um, mm-hmm. And he knew that the reality was fake because of that. And like, what was it, the alien, um, Barash, I think. I think was the alien's name. Uh, was like, but but it was so real, but to me it was. But I know it wasn't real, type of thing. So, I think this. I mean, it's it's season one, and like there's there's not there's like some decent episodes in season one. Conspiracy. I love conspiracy, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, Heart of glory. Heart of glory. Yeah, that's another great one. Um, but I think I think you gotta I think you gotta have like the the binary episode and and uh, future imperfect in there. In my opinion, with a with a Riker uh, character look.
1: Okay, so you're you're including one one zero zero one zero zero one and Future Imperfect. That counts as one. That counts as one. That only counts as one. <laughs> yeah. I, I did that. I hey, I did that with Cisco, right? I was like, these three episodes. That counts as one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so Future Imperfect was on my list as well, right? Perfect. You know, I mean, it's uh it's a. Season four, episode right? Season f-
0: episode eight, yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a good episode, right? You know, definitely Riker centric, and he he's able to basically figure out the uh, the subterfuge that's going on, right? The like the two levels of subterfuge that are going on there, and he he does it really well. And then you know when he finds out who it is, he's like not he's not mad at this alien. He's like, hey, let's let's help you like if you just come to us we would have helped you right away you didn't have to to go through all of this for sure
0: for sure i want to go ahead and and, um just knock out my other season one thing since we're here i think i might know what it is or do maybe maybe, hopefully all right go ahead this is kind of a deep cut that i'm not even a hundred percent sure on so i'm lumping them together as an insurance policy oh two more episodes lumped together Yes, this is an insurance policy kind of thing. So the thing, a thing about Riker that every single, I think every single next gen fan knows about is what we lovingly call the Riker maneuver. Okay. The Riker maneuver, for those uninitiated, is the particular way way that. William Riker approaches and mounts chairs. Okay? He doesn't sit in them. He mounts them. Okay? And I I did as much as I can muster trying to find the very first instance of the Riker maneuver. hmm And I have it narrowed down to... It's one of two episodes. So this is what I mean. And it happens in season one. It's either... See, coming I would not have or... guessed that I would not have guessed that it happened as early as season one. Yep. It's either coming of age or conspiracy. And it's because there's it's Babyface Riker and it's Remick that where he does the very first Riker maneuver. So coming of age? It's either coming of age or conspiracy. It's either episode nineteen or twenty four of season one. I can't quite pinpoint it, but it's there. Okay. Okay. So that's why it's on the list The Riker Maneuver had to be in Definitive Riker Yeah, and do you know why Jonathan Frakes did that? Yeah, because he had a really uh, Like a freak back injury And yeah, it, it was became a back really painful injury. for him to just sit So yeah. he had to get creative with how he would um, <laughs> Get to sitting, basically So
1: he would step over the back of chairs Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, see, I thought when you said Hey, let's stay in season one You were going to go to Angel One Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> like he's wearing that shirt. <laughs> T. L. T. L. Just... <laughs> no no. <laughs> Like I thought you were gonna do some funny deep cut like
0: that. No, I went deeper than that, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, Riker maneuver. And listen, in Star Trek Insurrection, we get a different Riker maneuver.
0: Right, Jordy's yep, like yes, we, we gotta do.
1: call that the Riker maneuver.
0: Yes, we do. Yes, yes we, we do. do. All right. All well, right. I've done, I've done, I've done two of them. So get after it, bud. All
1: right. So my next episode, I, along the same lines as what I was saying, I want to see Riker in command. I want to see him in that captain's chair. I want to see him making the decisions because he, he, you know, he's he's every bit he is a captain in my mind, right? And so my next um, episode is peak performance. Still right at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. And I I yeah. really enjoy the heck out of this episode. Like, they're it. they're conducting, like, a war game. Basically, to prepare themselves for the Borg. Right, is what they say. Because, like, we're so technologically inferior to the Borg that we're going to take the Enterprise. And we're going to put it against a derelict ship. And to see, like... How how we can do a war game and how we, we could we could compete and um, the whole episode this this I don't know what species they're from but this guy who's like the strategic genius is just like oh, Kurami, yeah. yeah he's just like putting down Riker the entire episode he's like are you sure you want to put Riker in charge are you sure about that like. You know, and he's just like, he's just putting him down constantly, constantly. And at one point, Picard is like, I need to talk to you because I need to know why you are disparaging my first officer so much. And basically the guy's like, he's too jovial, right? He's, he's too carefree. And he doesn't, he's not serious about anything. And Picard's like, don't confuse style with intent, Only a fool would question Commander Riker's dedication to Starfleet and the men and women under his command. He is simply the finest officer with whom I have ever served. And the guy goes, we shall see if your faith is well-founded. The test is whether the crew will follow where Commander Riker leads. His joviality is the means by which he creates loyalty. And I will match his command style with your statistics any time. And I just love how Picard just like he has complete faith in Riker, and he is like not gonna let anyone put him down. Right. And and Riker shows his cunning and his ingenuity, right, with the help of Geordi and um, and Wesley Crusher, right. Yeah. And he comes up with some good ideas and some good strategies to to really like get the upper hand at the beginning of the war game. For and sure. I just I really enjoy seeing him take
0: charge there true story yeah yeah so was this on your list peak performance I thought about it thought about it okay um so this one has been on um other lists I'm pretty sure um I'm in season 2 also with this I'm firmly out of season 1 by the way um This one, I don't know if you're going to expect this, but um, The Measure of a Man. Okay. Um, This is often cited as one of the greatest episodes of The Next Generation. And this is uh, primarily a data Picard-centric episode. And the reason that I put this on here is because of the position it puts Riker in and the it, it, to me it demonstrates not just the heart of Riker but also his character like not the character of Riker but his character, his integrity right, like his, his scruples like that kind of stuff um you, he has to um um, I always get it mixed up but he has to be what the defense attorney basically
1: Uh I I look, I look at him more as like the prosecutor. Okay. Because it's it's like Picard is defending Data That's, and okay. Riker is like going on the attack.
0: Right, okay. There we go. So he's having to hurt his own friend and you know like there's a point in there where he says like um you can't get me to you know argue that he's just a machine because i don't believe that so to me like this is like a very important episode for Riker because it really like i said it gets to his heart it gets to loyalty and like just how he's willing to do tough things um that he doesn't always want to do but he does it for the sake of his crew and the bigger picture and it might be, it might not, like I said, it might be not seen as a Riker focused episode, but I really think it's important as part of like the makeup of, of William T. Riker. So I don't know. Was this considered to be on your list at all? Or not, It not
1: wasn't so on my list, yeah, because it's like, it, it was like right at the top of the card list. If we ever get to data, it'll be on the data list. But I think you're right. Um, I mean, there's a point at the end of this episode where they're going to have, like, a party or a celebration, and uh, Riker's not going to go. He, does, he doesn't feel like he should go, and Data comes and says, you have to come and join us. He's like, Data, I just... I almost made them tear you apart, because he does some pretty... Like, even cards like, Riker's evidence was pretty damning. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, listen, if you hadn't done your job, they would have just brought somebody else in here to do it, and, like... And Data's like, I mean, Data doesn't have emotions at this point, but he like logics his way through it and says, in a sense, you did what you did and it helped me. And and he's like, you know what? You're right. And like they go and like every like there's no I mean, Data doesn't have emotions, so he can't have ill will and animosity. But like Picard doesn't have any ill will or animosity toward him. He's like, you did your job. Yeah, I thought about it, but then it was like, yeah, is it like a Riker episode? It's. No, it's just a great episode all the way around. Let's yeah. just let's just say
0: that. Yeah, this and um, the drumhead are like, I think, two of my absolute favorite episodes of the next generation.
1: Oh, yeah, they're, they're yeah. really good. Um,
0: all right. Why don't you go ahead and do another one? I'll get <laughs> on to mine after that. Shades of Grey. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no! Not shades of gray. Like <laughs> that, it's a Riker episode, isn't it? I mean, okay. Do you do you have anything in season three?
0: Um.
1: I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, because. My next episode, I want to make sure we get to it at the same time.
0: And I think you might
1: know where I'm going
0: with that. Okay, so let me let me just go ahead and, and do my next one then. <clears throat> okay. Um, this will probably be one that Eric's like, yeah, I kind of figured you're going to pick that one, Chase. Um, the Icarus Factor. Okay. So this has this is an onion as far as I'm concerned Um, with the Icarus factor we know in a sense that there's like some challenges with Riker and his family and it's kind of been hinted at um, here and there but we kind of get to see like some of the realization of that um, in this particular episode when Riker's dad shows up but it's not just the dad thing that makes this an important episode as far as I'm concerned because this particular episode becomes a recurring point through all of the rest of the next generation and even to the very end with Nemesis because this is the point where the whole like are you going to become a captain? Are you going to accept this command? type of thing comes up. It's this will you, won't you kind of thing. And I know we kind of just unceremoniously, like, just, like, left off um, Encounter at Farpoint. But one of the things that's brought up in Encounter at Farpoint is just how quickly and how ambitious um, Riker actually is, like, for his career. And, like, wanting to become a captain by a certain point type of thing. By a certain age, more or less. And the the thing that, like, um, I don't think it comes up in Icarus Factor, but it's, like, later on, it's like, well, do I become the captain of like a little frigate in the middle of nowhere or do i remain the first officer of the flagship right so i think this is really important because you you get to see these these little beats of like will he won't he become a captain like at the back of his mind throughout the entire series and the movies and that's important and so are the family dynamics so that this is a really important episode from that vantage point for understanding Riker
1: no yeah I I get that I I often gloss over this episode because I don't think it's a particularly good episode like it's it's very odd like (laughs) Riker's dad comes and there's this B story with like Worf like there's some ritual in the holodeck that's like there's so it's it's so it's disjointed so I, I don't think of that episode all that often sure sure yeah but i i i I, the point you make is a very strong one right there definitely all right (laughs) i'm gonna go there right now okay i'm gonna get there and i'm gonna go to the end of season three beginning of season four let me guess and that's best of both worlds part one the best of the best of both worlds part one and two okay this I mean this is this is like the next generation at its peak I mean is it the best episode rankings can be arbitrary and reductive right but like it often gets put like in like public opinion polls at the top and it's 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 amazing it it was a game changer for the show it's probably a game changer for television in general if you think about it with it's cliffhanger and and we all we I, and I know we've talked about this episode before, and I know I've said this many times on here. We we think about this episode. Oh, Picard gets assimilated by the Borg. Yes, that's what happens, but it's not a Picard episode. He's he's in it very very little. It is a Riker. It, it's all about Will Riker. Like there's the young hotshot. Lieutenant Commander Shelby, she comes on board and she's full of piss and vinegar, right? And she oh yeah. oh yeah, She's gonna step over people and kick them out of the way and punch them when they're down to get where she needs to go no one can stop her and, you know, Riker's been offered another command and he's like
0: Going back the to the am- point I just made
1: Yeah, and he's like, you know, what the hell am I still doing here, right? I push myself hard to get where I am I sacrificed so much. I wanted my own command. What's holding me back? Is it wrong for me to want to stay? And and he's like, maybe I'm just afraid of the big chair. And, you know, Deanna's like, that's not it. And and then this, this gray line, the captain says, Shelby reminds me of, Shelby reminds him of the way I used to be. And he's right. She comes in full of drive, ambition, impatient, taking risks. I look at her and I wonder, what happened to those things in me? I like those things about me, right? And and he's just questioning himself the whole time. Like, what am I still doing here? Why am I turning down command? And And then like, Shelby is like, with all due respect, you're in my way. If you can't make the big decisions, the tough decisions here, get out of my way let me make them right and he's like when it comes to the safety of this crew you're damn right i play it safe cuz it's my job to protect them like you might want to have all these plans but you're not going to be here tomorrow right you're going to be gone so if something happens to these people oh well but i'm going to be here to and i have to right. protect these people and and the episode is all about like, part 1 it's all about this like Riker questioning. Do I have what it takes to be the captain? Right? Can I make the tough decisions? Why am I not accepting a promotion? Yeah. And then like you get into part two, and, and part two's a little bit different because that's more like action oriented than part one, because they have to now rescue Picard. Right. But it's it's still like what I've been going to with my episodes, it's Riker. He has been given a field commission and he is now Captain Riker, and he's got four pips on his uniform, and he has to make the tough decisions, right? And he, there's this, like, Guinan comes in there, and it's like, like, John wrote Picard wrote the book on how to run this ship, and Guinan's like, well, if he wrote the book, time to throw it out, because the Borg know all that stuff. And, like, Riker then comes up with like, I'm gonna use the knowledge that Picard knows against him to come up with this other strategy, so we can defeat the Borg. And he's like, yeah. he's like, so comfortable in that center seat being the captain. And it's yeah. just, it's a fantastic. It's, it. I mean, there's a reason why it's, it has the reputation it does. And 100%. and like Riker is amazing in this episode.
0: Yeah, these I two episodes. I couldn't say any better than you just did. And I'm not gonna try. You you hit it. Right on the head, dude. And and I'm sure this is on your list. That was the next one on my list, actually. So Okay, that's why I idea. didn't want to like
1: just gloss through season three. But I mean I was looking through season three. like there's really not much in season three. Right, right. <clears throat> okay, but I will say, when you watch these two episodes, don't just watch these two episodes. Watch the next episode as well. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a three part it's a three part episode. Watch the next part as well, family. Family, right? Yes. If you yes. want the Picard storyline from from this, watch the next episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, since we're we're here now in season four, basically, um, I'll go ahead and and just knock my my next one out. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with uh, with first contact, the first episode. Contact. Yes, first contact, the episode. Um, so fun episode right it's basically like reverse uh, first contact uh, more or less like we are now the aliens um and it's it's just fun um like he's he was doing um uh, Riker was part of like a, a first contact away team like doing like reconnaissance and whatnot and things went sideways and now he's having to try and keep things intact and like play a part um, without giving things away, but it's it's just a comedy of errors along the way, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but like you get to you get to really see like the <clears throat> the um, like the explorer of him. You get to see like the like his um, um, what do you call it? like an ethical code, like um, being tested and among other things and. Um, just get really getting to see how serious he takes like first contact and like preservation of society type stuff um, to the best of his ability, and him being the one that's like more or less, I guess, being seduced instead of him seducing the other one. I don't, I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> an alien that like basically like blackmails him but like is
0: that and, black and, and, or like, extortion? i don't
1: know well like we're i uh, yeah but we're, we're playing it off for laughs right
0: yeah. but
1: like imagine if the roles were reversed like the gender roles were reversed like we wouldn't be like laughing it off and i think and i think even with the gender roles if this episode was made today i think there'd be some problematic aspects to just that one scene yeah yeah and then that that actress is played by BB Newworth if you know
0: who BB Newworth is at all yeah like Pretty much all of like everyone from like Cheers ends up on Star Trek.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. BB Newworth played Lilith on Cheers, Frasier's wife.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that episode was on my list as well, right? First Contact. All right, all
0: right. Right. I love when a plan comes together. Yeah, it's good. All right. What do you got else? What else you got next?
1: Uh, I'm I'm done with season four, right? I want to I want to <laughs> keep on trucking, getting into season five, right? I didn't realize you were gonna front load yours so much. Like I didn't <laughs> I didn't really think there'd be that much in seasons one and season two. Um, no, it's it's cool. I want I want to get into season three or season season three season five. Okay, and okay. I'm going to go to an episode called The Outcast. That was my next one too. Outcast, yeah. All right. Okay, like, I am baffled by this. On IMDb, this episode has a 6.7 rating, which, like, I cannot comprehend that rating. Like, is this episode a 10? No. Is it a 6.7? No. And I just, I don't understand. But, like, we've got this race that's androgynous like there's no there's no men no women they're all the same right but every now and again one of them has you know drifts more toward a gender right male or female and Riker he meets one of these these people who you know is more like a woman and he they have a relationship and it's basically like forbidden, but we, it's, it's this, this. I think this episode has some relevance to like today's society even more than it did like back in what, 1991, 1990, 1992, when it was made, right? With the idea of like <clears throat> gender and, and, uh, you know, fitting into society and, and, you know, society's, like treatment of people who don't necessarily fit like the norm and it's it's one of those lesson episodes that star trek you know is is known for like there's a great lesson here there's a great moral that can be learned and eventually this this woman this i'll call i'll call her a woman right because she says that she is um she has to go through like like brainwater i don't know drug treatment or whatever to make her conform and it's like the like the it feels like the pray the gay away almost right you know hey there's something wrong with you so we can we can fix you but like she gives this big impassioned speech there's nothing wrong with me Riker gives Riker gives the big impassioned speech there's nothing wrong with you you are perfect the way you are you don't have to conform to society to what your society thinks you are because there's nothing wrong with you.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was more or less, um, like, yeah, there's like the whole pray, the gay away thing, but there's also, I think, um, that is like a critique on like conversion therapy and like electroshock type therapy, Mm -hmm. highly unethical treatments that are no longer permitted by the way. And if they are done, Oh, heaven help you. If anyone finds out type of thing. Um, but, yeah, like, this was um, this was an episode that I, I think I remember um, Jonathan Frakes talking about in an interview where it's like, we could have done more. We could have done a lot more with this episode, and we didn't. Um, but I think all things considered, you know, for this being in the early 90s, it was already pushing the envelope for it being the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean they they did what they could um in the time that they were in. Yeah. And I think that this is um it, it's it's a very unique episode uh for Riker um because th- this is a side side of him that you don't see um as much. I mean, like we I think like Kirk, we kind of lump Riker into like this like you know, horn dog whatever, you know, for the most part, but He's a deeply passionate man, and whenever he gets behind something, he is behind it, man. So whether it's a policy with like, Starfleet or the Federation, it's his friends, it's an issue. like, Riker is the advocate that you want. So like I see this episode as like primo advocacy Riker, mm-hmm. Primo, like on display 110 percent.
1: Yeah, and, and 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 Jonathan Frakes has said about this episode we could have done more is take this take this character that Riker falls in love with and have it is played by a female actress, right? And, you know, instead of having a, a, a female actor play this character, have it be played by a male actor, but have everything be the same. And you know, we that's the more we could have done with it. We could have pushed the envelope even further, but like they didn't do that. Yeah. And, and then, you know, like Star Trek tried to push things and like we, we want to give them credit for this. But then like I keep going back to that, that um, what what we left behind documentary on Deep Space Nine, where like Iris Stephen Bear is like, I don't give us credit for like pushing the like the gender envelope because, yeah, we did it in the one episode, but we could have done more. We should have done more. And that's, like, what Jonathan Frakes is saying here. Like, we could have done more and we probably should have done a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, like, 6.7 as the rating? That just blows my mind. I don't understand that.
0: There we go. I don't understand that. So, um, how many more do you have? One,
1: two, three, four, five. Yeah, I feel like I've... How do I have five left? I feel like I've done too many already.
0: See, I have one, two, three... Six. Okay, all
1: right, all right. Why don't you go
0: next? Okay, let me just go ahead and... I'll just do two and we'll keep on going. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, I am um, in season six at this point. Um, this might be another kind of head scratcher, um, but I'm gonna go with episode three of season six, "Man of the People." Okay. okay. So this is um, this is like the Dorian, the, the portrait of Dorian Gray kind of episode, and uh, this is very much a Deanna Troy episode, very much a Deanna Troy episode. But like I said, you can't really understand Riker without some Troy mixed in and to me this episode even though it's kind of an oddball kind of episode like people don't probably think too much of this episode you see the dramatic change that's going on with Deanna with Riker's Imzadi and he notices and there are um there's self-harm there's um paranoia there's um a lot of stuff like a lot of mental and emotional stuff that's going on with Deanna um to the point where Deanna is so transformed that she attacks Riker and like really maims him badly like she has to go get like Riker has to go to sickbay and get like some laser treatment to get like some deep scratch marks taken care of but when it's all said and done at the end of the episode, Riker is there for, for Deanna, his Imzadi, comforting her. And I think the relationship is important. We haven't talked too much about like the Deanna and Will relationship, but that is like a very important component of of Riker and like what we know is gonna happen later on with, with his character. But you see like just his like the fidelity that he has like just like the loyalty right to Deanna and like I'm gonna love you no matter what I'm here for you no matter what even if I like get some scratches along the way and you see at the end of the episode they're like sitting on like the couch and like I think Deanna's quarters or something and he's just like holding her like after everything she's been through like being someone else's like psychic you know landfill basically so I, I like this episode and for for that reason and a few others, but I really like this episode and I think it's important to Riker and Troy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is one of those episodes that like I also maybe kind of skip over, gloss over when I'm when I'm thinking through lists. But yeah, I, I like what you said. Yeah,
0: sure. Okay so this is uh, this next one's gonna be um, we're gonna do a double dipper because why not? Captain's prerogative I suppose. Um, I just I just think these are fun episodes like in a weird creepy sadistic kind of way. Um, but schisms and frame of mind like you just, you just have like the horror kind of vibe, like the psychological thriller kind of vibe going on and you really just get to see Riker shine through that um, in terms of like, Fighting for people like his crew and fighting for himself and trying to make sense of things that don't really make much sense at all. And that's all I really got for it. I just think this is a fun, unique, like outside genre kind of thing that just kind of changes it up just for fun. This might have been more of an honorable mention, maybe list, but whatever.
1: So so you're putting schisms in frame of mind as one? Yeah. And you're saying "Frame of Mind" is an honorable mention episode?
0: Well, like when you lump it together. Oh, yes. okay,
1: okay. Because if I'm ranking these, "Frame of Mind" is like at the top of the list.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Maybe not number one, but it's right. But up if you're there. but if
0: you're putting it together, like as right like, as like a psychological thriller, like with schisms, yeah, it's it's like a. Okay, anyway. Yeah,
1: these are like the Star Trek goes Twilight Zone episodes. Exactly. Right, Schisms, I believe Schisms was like, we did Spooky Trek a while
0: ago. Boy, didn't we.
1: And I think Schisms was like, we counted them down, and I think
0: Schisms was like number two on the list. Yeah, that was some freaky stuff.
1: Yeah, but no, Frame of Mind is definitely on my list. This Good. is like peak Riker here. And Jonathan Frakes just gets his chance to shine, and and in today's world maybe he wins an Emmy for this episode. Honestly, he probably should have. You know, back in the '90s, science fiction television didn't have the prestige it does now. Right, right. But I just think he's so amazing in this. Like, and the idea that you can't trust your own mind, like, is terrifying. You know, as a mental health professional, like Chase, I know you can understand. Like. I cannot trust your own mind. And um, one of the things I want to tell you when you watch frame of mind, th- like there are always exterior shots in Star Trek, whether it be the ship in space or from buildings on a planet or something. There are always exterior shots. But watch frame of mind. There are no exterior shots in the entire episode. Hmm. And that's how you know that what you're seeing is not real. And that's, that's across all of Star Trek. If you're, if we're trapped in the holodeck or we're trapped in a mine palace or something like that, yeah, there are no exterior shots. And, and go like, watch, watch frame of mind, like with the close eye, you're not going to see anything. Watch yeah, ship in a bottle, ship in a bottle. You're not gonna see any exterior shots. Watch um the the um O'Brien in the prison mind palace episode, right? You're not gonna see any shots of the outside of, of Deep Space Nine. And it's just a little clue that they're like trying to clue you in. Hey, something's not quite right here.
0: Hmm. I've heard you mention that, but I forgot like the nuance of it. So thank huh. you for that.
1: And then, and then I love the end of 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 that episode where like he's he, Riker's finally free and he's exhausted. Like go get some sleep. And he's like, no, there's one thing I have to go do. And he has to tear down the set right away. So he's literally tearing down the walls right as the episode ends.
0: That's good. That's good, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just it's just a fantastic. Episode of Star Trek, and I was confused as all get out the first
0: time I saw it. I think I was too. Yeah. What is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm at the end of uh, season six. Okay.
1: I'm, August. I'm, I'm in season six, and I'm gonna back up a little bit from frame of mind and go a little bit earlier in season six. Okay which which also might be surprising for you considering some of the things I've said about some of your choices. And I'm going to pick Chain of Command.
0: I and I'm specifically going to pick
1: I'm specifically going to pick Chain of Command part 2.
0: Okay.
1: Not Chain of Command part 1 because you know, it, like there's not a lot there, but Chain of Command part 2 to me like this is like this is a Picard episode right it's remembered as Picard getting tortured and you know him standing up to and fantastic scenes there are four lights right right um, but when we're back on the ship on the Enterprise you know Captain Jellico is taken over and Captain Jellico often gets kind of poo pooed right people don't like him because he he wasn't Picard but like Captain right. Jellico is not a bad captain but right. I think like the people on the ship were just used to the lax style that Picard had, and
0: right, just, they, it's just different command styles. It's, That's all. It's it is. A
1: different command style. Yeah. But like Riker and him butt heads the whole time. Eventually, you know, Jellico doesn't think very highly of him. He's like, Psh, I can see why he's still a first officer, and not a captain. And Picard's like, he's been offered a command multiple times. Like, he's a good officer. And Jellico eventually relieves relieves Riker of of his duties right you're not my first officer anymore I don't want you anywhere near here and and they're like there's this scene it's like Captain Jellico says let's drop the ranks for a moment I don't like you I think you're insubordinate arrogant willful and I don't think you're a particularly good first officer and then Riker goes well now that the ranks are dropped captain I don't like you either. You are arrogant, close-minded. You need to control everything and everyone. You don't provide an atmosphere of trust, and you don't inspire these people to go out of their way for you. You've got everybody wound up so tight. I don't think you're a particularly good captain. And I love the way he stands up to Captain Jellico there, 100%. like. And and then there's another point when like they're negotiating with the Cardassians. And we've just found out that Picard has been uh, is a hostage, but in order to like have him pr- be protected, they have to admit Starfleet has to admit that he was on an official mission, right? And they're not willing to do that. But 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 Riker's like, you have to admit that this was an official mission. Captain Picard will be granted the protections of whatever the convention i forget the name of the convention. Like on like prisoners right. and hostages, and and he will get the protection of this treaty, and he's like he's so forceful, and he's like standing up to Captain Jellicoe there. And the I treaty I of Algernon really, is that what it was?
0: What wasn't the treat Was it the Treaty of Algernon?
1: No, that was that was the the cloaking thing. That's right. That's cloaking. Uh, I, can, yeah. I can I can I can try to look it up. No, but, just keep um, going.
0: Keep going. It's, you're good.
1: Anyway, and just the way he stands up to Captain Jellico there. It's just, I just, it's really impressive. And I like the fact that he's not just going to let himself get pushed over. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's a little oddball choice because it's not really a Riker episode. It's much more of a Picard episode, but I just, I just love the, like the, the way Riker stands up for himself and
0: stands up for the captain and the rest of the crew. Yeah. And I had, I had thought about, i seriously considered uh, the Chain of Command story as um, a potential uh, Riker inclusion Um, but I remember you and I we've had conversations multiple times throughout the years about like Riker in this in this particular storyline so like I've just I I can see it going either way like for being on or off the list so Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah excellent points and yeah like it, it like Jonathan Frakes really gets to to have have some good fun, um, especially in, in part two of Chain of Command, um, like in, in going up against Ronnie Cox as Captain Jellico. I mean, it's it's good stuff all around. Hmm. Um. Okay. You want to predict the next one on my
1: list? I'm I'm pretty confident I know what the next episode on our list is because I'm pretty sure it's the same episode for both of us.
0: Okay. On three. One, two, three. Second, second chances. chances. Boom. Boom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so tell me about second chances.
0: So this is the uh, the transporter malfunction episode, among others, because there's never, ever a transporter malfunction. Um, <clears throat> this is like the episode where, you know, you have the opportunity to to literally look at the person you used to be right and um there was um a particular um issue that happened uh with a a particular storm that took place during an away mission um years prior with uh with with Riker and um it ended up creating a transporter duplicate that we are finding basically that's been down on this planet when um Riker was still in the operations division instead of going command and um because he is this other, this copy, this transporter duplicate, um, it has become this own unique individual, um, ends up taking on the name of Thomas, the middle name, William T. Riker Thomas. Um, and it brings up like these feelings, and like, you know, Thomas tries to seduce De- Deanna and like rekindle. You know where they were and what they were doing at that time in their life, and Riker is forced to look at himself, at the man that he used to be, and really assess who he is now. And um, it's again, it's just a fun character story, like looking at like the the fork in the road in your life. You know, like what would have happened had I gone down this path instead of that path. And um, there's I think there's more to it, which I'm sure you'll touch on, Eric. But like that's just. The general gist and like just how many times do we think right like i know i've thought this like a couple times like man what if i done that different or what if i gone here or done that like who would i have been or like how would have th- how would things have been different and like that's really what we're getting at with thomas and thomas goes on a wildly different path as 90s trek dem- demonstrates by-, by the way um spoiler alert he joins the maquis Oh,
1: I wasn't gonna spoil that, but yeah, that's true. that happens that's um so yeah, so this is like it goes back to like the tapestry of it all, right we have we right. have in season five, we have Picard gets his second chance moment, right to go back in time and possibly correct something that you thought was a mistake um now now, Thomas. Will Will Riker here is not given the opportunity to go back in time and correct a mistake. But he like Thomas Riker, you know, is it, it, got almost a, a glimpse into his own future here. Like, hey, this is what could have been me, right? And do I want that to be me, or do I get to make some changes, right, in my in my life to like go a different path perhaps because it's like it's like i'm seeing the future almost yeah this is what could have been yeah. and and i think i think that's just such an easy thing to relate to for people like looking at your past and who you were back then trying to see into the future and who you're gonna be in the future and do you have regrets is there anything you would want to change right if you possibly had that second chance yeah right yeah. and I just, it's, it's a great message
0: yeah
1: it's literally you're literally looking into a mirror
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and like yeah you're the same person up into a point but now there's a divergence point and you have you have different experiences after that and can you use those experiences to like possibly
0: make changes or not right i, I just i enjoyed the episode <clears throat> And by the way, like he's a lieutenant still. hmm Lieutenant versus a commander. So Yeah. There's been a whole lot of life that's been lived since that, that moment.
1: Eight eight years.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. I found I found the name. It's the Saldanus Four Convention. There we go. Well, that yeah. Captain Picard will be will be offered the protections of the Saldanus Four Convention from Chain of Command.
0: I just I, was, I had to go look that up. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. I have uh, three left.
1: I have two left.
0: Okay. Um, I'm assuming at least one of them are in season seven. Yes. I'm assuming at least one of ours are the same. I'm wondering if it's the next one. Uh, well, my next episode is in the middle of season seven. Mine would basically be in the middle of season seven also. Okay. Why don't you Is, go it, is, it, a, is it a mythical horse? It, it is. Okay. The Pegasus. Tell me about the Pegasus, Eric. The Pegasus. Okay.
1: So in the final episode of Star Trek Enterprise, Will Riker is faced with a moral dilemma that he goes into the holodeck. Right? Because he wants to see what Jonathan Archer did in A Moral Dilemma. No. Scratch that from history. That's not what happened. Like, (laughs) stop it. Stop. Like, stop it. If you watch that episode first, you ruin everything that's great about this episode. And this is a great episode, The Pegasus. Right? Like, Will Riker's first captain, when he was fresh out of the academy, is now an admiral and comes back and says, I need your help, Will, you defended me, you know, 12, 13, however long ago it was, right? decade ago, plus. Like, the the crew of mine mutinied against me, and you picked up a phaser and defended me, and now I need your help again now. You're like, whoa, mutiny? Like what happened here? And it's like this mystery. Like, we don't know what happened. Like they, they hold information back from us. And the whole time you can tell Riker has like this moral dilemma going on. Like, I don't really like, what do I do here? And, um, and there's that one point where they finally find like the cloaking device, a cloaking device on, um, on the Pegasus, they find it. And, and Riker was like, man, up until now, I was able to put this decision off. Like, what do I do here? But now that we found the thing, I have to make a decision. And like, if I could go back in time 12, 13, 14 years ago, however long it was, I would not join your side. Cause what you did was wrong back then what you're doing is wrong now and I'm going to tell Captain Picard I'm going to come clean and consequences be damned because I'm I'm willing to, to
0: take them right and there's there's a, a very there's a great moment right um, when, when it comes to like the like Picard and Riker right where Riker is, is if I'm remembering it correctly, Eric, uh, Picard and Riker are talking towards the end of the episode, and I think it's Picard that's saying something like, um, "You know, you're willing to stand up. So as long as like you're willing to tell the truth and be a man of integrity, I will always be proud to have you as my first officer, as as a fellow Starfleet officer." basically. I think is the general gist.
1: Yeah, I got the quote right here. It says like, you. "You made a mistake 12 years ago." But your service since then has earned you a great deal of respect. But this incident could cost you some of that respect. I can't help but feel that I should have come forward a long time ago. And Cash Captain McCarthy says, but when the moment came to make a decision, you made the right one. You chose to tell the truth and face the consequences. So long as you can still do that, you deserve to wear that uniform. And I will still be proud to have you as my first officer. it's good Boom. stuff,
0: Boom it's good goes stuff the right
1: there. like fantastic episode great moral dilemma right and you know don't watch these are the Voy- don't watch the the enterprise episode these are the voyages because <laughs> it's it ruins this episode it yeah. it ruins it and I just I don't understand
0: yeah for anyone that hasn't watched this episode, by the way, and you're a, f- a fan of Lost, um, the guy who plays um, uh, John Locke, Terry O'Quinn, is our um, Pegasus captain, later admiral um, mm. in this episode. Yeah, and Terry O'Quinn is
1: been around a lot. He's in several ep- X-Files episodes. He's in oh, yeah. the X-Files movie. The first movie, not the second movie. He's, he's, he's around.
0: Terry, Terry Terry Quinn I'd say that I mean I mean to me I'd say like apart from this episode like block on on lost is like the most popular one to me at least yeah he won an Emmy for his yeah. role on on yeah. lost okay so I'm cheating on my last two because um captain's prerogative okay so, um, so this isn't going to make much sense, but I'm going to hope it will. Okay. That's all said and done. How many do you have? You have like one or two more. For I have one for more. Time. I have one more. Okay. Um, just go ahead and do yours then. Okay. So I'm
1: done with the next generation. Okay. I'm going to move on to something else and we're going to move on to an episode that we saw almost three years ago and that's called nepenthe nepenthe from star trek from star trek picard yeah okay which is probably the best episode from season one of star trek picard it's one of the better it's one of the better episodes of the two seasons um man man oh man oh man it it's an episode that's it's about nostalgia it plays on your nostalgia but I don't care, because I like that stuff,
0: right? I Picard, still want to be in that hug, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah, that group hug? Just let me get on the outside. I don't care if there's not enough room. Um, but, you know, Picard, he has to escape this board cube, and he seeks refuge on Nepenthe in the home of Will Riker and Deanna Troy, mm-hmm. and their daughter, Kestra, mm-hmm. who... Please, I want some Kestra to come back. She's only please. in one episode. Like, bring her back, please.
0: Please, Ruby bring her Wilson. Back. Please she was back
1: amazing. She crushed it. She's the MVP. Of, you the real MVP. <laughs> that episode. I see you, Boo. I <laughs> you the see real. You the real MVP. Anyway, anyway, like, it's like, oh, such a great moment where, like. You know, we see Will Riker for the first time. He's in his kitchen, and he's cooking, and he's listening to jazz, and Kestra yells, It's Jean-Luc Picard! What? (laughs) And you go, Hello, Will. Oh! Oh! They're so happy to see each other. They're so happy. What? But then they're like, And he's like, Oh, you're in trouble. Red alert, shield's up! And he, like, clicks into, like, From Jovial to just click into, I'm in command, I'm in charge. Right. You know, there's, we need to take care of this first. And then, and then like, they're talking, they're talking outside, like Riker and Picard. He's like, what have you gotten yourself into, Jean-Luc? Can you tell me? No, I never wanted to get you involved in this. Gotta be that. I was just thinking, if ignorance of danger was all it took to keep it away, (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, classic Picard arrogance. You get to make the decisions about who gets to take chances and who doesn't. Who's in the loop and who's out of the loop. It's like, that's fine when you're on the bridge of your starship. But now you're dealing with a teenager more or less. That can be extremely humbling. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm just going to speculate here. Say out loud what I'm thinking in my brain. You don't have to tell me anything. You don't have to tell me anything you worried about cloaks, says Romulans. Level anxiety and fear? Tells me tell she are. And you're not the one they're after. It's her. What has poor Soji done to incur their wrath? Could it have anything to do with the fact that she's an android? Not just any android. I recognize that head tilt anywhere. She's got data in her. How am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a great moment because... You know, it's not captain and first officer anymore. It's, it's you know, okay, admiral, now. admiral and cap, but their peers is the yeah. the the power structure and the power dynamic that we saw throughout the next generation is not there anymore. And Reich, Will Riker, is willing to talk back to him in a way he never probably was never willing to do, you know, when they were on the Enterprise. And it's it's fantastic to see and and I love this episode if if we ever get to best of Deanna Troy spoiler this is number one best of Deanna Troy not even close right <laughs> not even close oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and I just and I just I, it's I just love that moment it tugs on your heartstrings and, and then they're at the end they're sitting out on the lake but then the dock And it's like she's like thanks thank you Will thank you yeah but for what lots of things but for right now not trying to talk me out of this yeah it's a losing cause i wouldn't have done that i know better <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> just, such a good uh, episode it's such a good episode like it like i hesitate to say it's an overall good episode because there's these like other scenes that take us away from Nepenthe right on the Arena. but as long as we're on the planet of Nepenthe like it's like perfect right it's a 10 out of 10 on Nepenthe.
0: And we have it, a pizza oven.
1: Yeah. Cancel red alert. burnt <laughs> <burp, burp> tomato.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, like, freaking Lulu Wilson, man. She kills it. She
1: crushed it. She crushed it, man. I mean, crushed it, Kestra. Like, well, I, mean, I don't know how they bring Kestra back. Like, I, I don't know. But, like, Look. Will Riker's coming back. Deanna Troy's coming back. Are they going to leave their daughter, their 14-year-old daughter, uh, alone on a planet but at home by herself? I or, mean, we, not gonna we're going to have
0: Jordy's kids. Like, let's, let's have the, oh, the writers. Oh, they do have Jordy's kid.
1: don't they? Do you yeah, we Alexander, have
0: both of them. Do you think Alexander will come back? As the greatest warrior of the Klingon Empire? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay.
1: Was Nepenthe on your list?
0: Yes. Okay. All right. But I forgot to I forgot to um, mark it as such. So, but okay. it is on my list. <clears throat> okay. This is where this is captain's prerogative. On my last two, you ready for this? Okay. Do it. So, this still counts as one. Okay. Generations and first contact. Okay. Talk to. So me. this is one, and then the other one, insurrection and nemesis. Okay. Okay. I have rationale for this. Okay. And it's it's going to make sense, I hope. Okay. So we as I mentioned with Icarus factor, with it being the start of like the captaincy kind of conversation, you you do have a tonal shift pretty much from the show to the films, which is kind of to be expected. Uh-huh. Um from like the way the shots are made, like just the story that's being told, um, things of that nature. And you see at the beginning of generations, like all the pomp and circumstance for Wharf being promoted to a Lieutenant Commander and like everything that happens after the fact, like with um, like just the Nexus and everything else. But even though like all that stuff is happening, like you get to really see Riker getting involved in things, um, having some fun like he, he does, but the shift, I think there's a shift and it's, it's like almost a blink and you miss it kind of moment, but it's important nonetheless in my book. And it's, it's almost like a, it's a throwaway line basically. And it's they're they're on the destroyed bridge of the enterprise D collecting the Picard, um, uh, family tree book or whatever scrapbook or something right and Riker standing right by um, the captain's chair like I always thought I'd have a, a shot at this one day and to me Generations is not just like the, the passing of the baton from original series crew to next gen crew for the films um, destroying the D and like all the other stuff it's, it's more than that This is also a tonal shift, a character shift that's taking place for a more, I think, serious Riker, um, who's stepping into more of a captain role, even if he is still a three pip. And you see that carrying through with um, him being like the, 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 the crew on the ground, right, with the phoenix. And you know, being part of like the flight crew with the Phoenix. So you get that and you get like the payoff in Nemesis with him eventually becoming the captain of the Titan. Now, the reason I have that split up is because I think like you have to have like that established grounding with those two for what you get in Insurrection and Nemesis. Now, a Nemesis is supposed to be the payoff with him eventually becoming the captain of the Titan at the very end of the film in earnest. But Insurrection and Nemesis are important because even though they might not be uh, the more uh, beloved films of the Next Gen era films, that's fine. I, I like them. They, like Insurrection continues to grow on me, even Nemesis to a certain extent grows on me a little bit, like a fungus. It's fine. But what we see in Insurrection, um, because they're they're in the the Briar Patch, it's like doing like this like you know, fountain of youth thing. And it's a reawakening things that were there that were just kind of dormant between Riker and Troy. Again, it's back to Riker and Troy and their relationship. That's important. And what starts or what's reignited in insurrection, which has always been there, by the way, pays off also in nemesis with their wedding at the top and them eventually going off to um, run the, the Titan together, basically. So, I mean, those are important as far as I'm concerned, with the trajectory and even the payoff for Riker, as as we've seen them. The Rikers, as we've seen them.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I love Generations. Like, I know you it's, do. it's, I've seen it more times than, <laughs> like, I'll admit to, um, like 200. Um, but, not, um, great. yeah, yeah, like. I, the point, the part of like Riker doesn't have a lot to do in that movie, right? But there, when he when he has scenes, he's on top of it. Like boy, does he! He figures out how to take that Klingon bird of prey right out of the sky, and he's like, "Get that thing out of my face!" Fire, boom, <laughs> and he figures it he figures out a way to to blow it up, and it's like, "Yes, right, mm-hmm. Data, yes." <laughs> Just mm, <laughs> fist pump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. And then yeah, Riker finally takes command, right, of the Titan yeah. at the end of yep. at the end of <coughs> Nemesis. Yeah. Yep.
0: So that is it.
1: Okay. Well, I know I know we're long, uh, but I just there's one more I want to do in like an honorable mention. At I, I want to do an honorable mention too. I want to do one honorable mention. Okay. And and it's it's um. It's not a Riker episode, it's just a moment. And and talk about fist pumps, right? When we did our our TRTV awards, number one, right? The first TRTV awards, right? Best fist bump moment. And it's it's this Riker moment, right? At the end of At In Arcadia Ego Part Two, right? Riker saves the day on the Zhang He. And he comes in, he's like Acting Captain William Riker, in command of the Federation starship, Zhang it's my duty to inform you that the Federation of Planets has designated planet Golion four under the protection of Starfleet according to the Treaty of Algeron." Right, whatever. Okay, and then he's like, General or Commodore or whatever you're calling yourself right now, I'm on the bridge of the toughest, fastest, and most powerful ship Starfleet's ever put into service and I've got a whole fleet of them right on my back. We've got our phasers locked on your warp cores. Nothing would make me happier than to give, than you giving me an excuse to kick your treacherous Tel-Shiar ass. But instead, I'm going to ask you one more time. Stand down. <laughs> and like, I always remember, I always picture that, that scene in my head as him being like super forceful and aggressive but he's like laid back. He's got the lean in his chair, right? He's like, nothing would make me happier than to kick your treacherous Telshar ass. But I'm gonna give you one more chance. Stand down. And he's just like he's—it's like he's been there the entire time, like in that seat. You know, he hasn't been retired. He's just been a captain for those 14 years, right? And he's perfectly in his space. And I'm just like, yo, you. You tell that mean our lady! You tell her off! You go, go! It's just a moment, but it's amazing, that one moment.
0: Yes, yes. And I'd say like for me, like the other honorable mention would have to be in Lower Decks when we finally get to see the Titan showing up. Like that was the first time we saw the Titan on screen anywhere. Like Riker's Titan, not the Titan A that we're gonna be seeing, in, in Picard season three. Like the Luna class Titan, the eight zero one zero two. Let's go. We get to see it. Mm-hmm. And uh Paclet Party and I wasn't invited. <laughs> it's the Titan, Mariner. <laughs> like you know Riker? <laughs> oh yeah. We go way back. We're drinking about We go way back, yeah. Oh man, this is fun. This was fun, yeah. This was fun. God, Will Riker. Man. Good character, Will Riker. Man, I'm kind of sad that it's over. Yeah, it is a little sad. Yeah. Oh,
1: well. You know, we always will have our memories. Yeah, we'll, we'll always have, have
0: Paris. Or <laughs> the Titan. Or so the Titan. We'll always have the Titan. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, that's that. Um, that's and sad. to appease. Um, the good commander, we do um, have something. Oh, we we should move on to, um, you know, the most important part of the show, and that, of course, is the Twitter poll. Twitter poll. All right, Eric. I knew, I knew, I knew that um, you would be a, a sad, sad commander if we didn't have this. So, I asked um, a very important question, as I always do to the people of the Twitter, because Twitter rules, right? I mean, they, they, they know all the answers, right? So um, here's the important question, uh, totally on brand with uh, this episode. Which is your favorite William T. Riker? Is it Babyface Riker from TNG? Movie Riker, like the Riker we see in Generations Through Nemesis? Animated Riker from Lower Decks? Or Papa slash Pizza Riker from Picard season one.
1: Babyface Riker, movie, movie Riker. Riker, animated Riker, mm-hmm. or pizza making
0: Riker. Basically, yeah. Papa Riker, Pizza Riker, whatever. Oh,
1: all right. So of those choices, right? Yep. It's it's Papa Riker, right? Of those choices, because he's he's brilliant. They used him brilliantly, I thought. Okay. And this Papa Riker. So I'm I'm going with that.
0: That's okay. my answer. It's Eric's locking it in with Papa Riker. Papa, Papa Pizza R- Riker. Papa Pizza Riker. It's a rack. It's a Papa Pizza. Papa Pizza Riker. All right. <clears throat> um All right. So let's uh let's go with the results. So, um we have a two-way tie for last place. Or would it be third place? I don't know. Eh, let's go glass half full. Uh, we have a two-way tie for third place. How about that? Um, with 14.3% of the vote, we have Babyface Riker and Animated Riker. Okay, okay. 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 So that means okay. our... Second place, our runner up with 21.4% of the vote goes to Movie Riker, which means our winner with a solid 50% of the vote, Papa Riker, Papa Pizza Riker, baby. Nice. I got one right again. Got it right.
1: Again, well done. Well done. That's right. <clears throat> this was fun. Yeah, man. This is yeah, fun. You know,
0: Will Riker, man. Great character. For Great sure. character. For sure. We're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna definitely make time and get the other um, first officers knocked out um, soonish um, this year, right? Um, so, we are not going to be focusing necessarily on like the, the Kurtzman era of Trek, and it's not that we're throwing shade at them. It's just that it's still kind of ongoing. So, there's just ongoing character development. So, it's kind of hard to do that when it's kind of ongoing, because we don't have the full picture yet. So, for um, just to kind of reiterate what we're doing with, um, with these folks, is like we're looking basically from original series through Enterprise. Um, like with those crews that will be doing these definitive lists, and eventually, if we're still going, thirty years from now, maybe we'll do you know the lower decks and the you know the Discovery and the, all the other you know strange new worlds and stuff. But for right now, it's on pause with with um, those shows. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. We, yeah you need the
1: full story before you can do like a best of or a definitive because you got to know the whole character arc for sure for sure
0: all right man well that's it Um, everyone out there in listener land and this goes for Commander Eric too like we are not too far off from the final season of Star Trek Picard premiering and wow man final season it's wild like we're gonna have we have 10 episodes we have 10 hours left of, oh, of Star Trek Picard, and we have the next gen crew and some of the Picard crew um, to kind of wrap things up. And Do not
1: I'm, assume to know what I have and have not sacrificed for that.
0: I, amen. I, tell me, dang it! <laughs> Just give me the answer. <laughs> you know, I'm in like I'm like I'm in a weird place because I want to listen to the music for yeah. card Season 3. Yeah, but you can't. But I don't want to because I don't want to get any, like, leitmotifs stuck in my head. I certainly don't want to see the track names to potentially spoil crap, which I know there's a couple articles out there, including our dear commander, that has said track names will spoil the season for you. I'm like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> which means they have... I mean, they, they just got to, like, put that out, like, at the very end of the season then. Yeah. If that's the case. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Well, that's it, Eric. As always, thank you so much, my dude, for uh, for talking trek with me. Uh, it's always thank a pleasure.
1: You. Yeah, it's always a
0: pleasure. Right. And um, anyways, for all you out there in listener land, you know what did? What'd you think? Um, you know, do you, do you think that we missed some episodes? Like, are there like some episodes that would have been on your best of Riker list? Your definitive Riker list that we didn't mention we'd love to hear about that um let us know give us your thoughts if you agree if you disagree like what additions you would have made stuff like that um you know here um you know you, with our with our hailing frequency so make sure you um, enter in coordinates to trt pot at gmail.com um, to let us know leave us a note there you can also send us a voice only transmission to 817-752-4757 remember there is a three minute limit so uh, be quick about it. Otherwise, we're gonna do something. It's gonna be spectacular. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, I don't know, like special Jonathan Frakes like cameos or behind the scenes interviews or something, I'd love to watch that. Person.
1: Is he on cameo?
0: He is on cameo, actually. Yeah. Oh. Make sure he gets to. Uh, the Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas, 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.